0: Deplatforming is a form of socio political activism that aims to stop a group or individual from expressing controversial thoughts or ideas by denying them access to the mediums by which they use to disseminate the messages. On this week's episode of Infusion Breakdown Show, the Breakdown crew set in among ourselves to discuss whether or not we should truly be concerned about deplatforming. Let's see what we come up with.
1: So, the question we have for today should we be concerned with deplatforming? Comment below, let us know your opinion. We also have timestamps in the description below. Be sure to check them out.
0: Cool. So I can get things started. So I'll give a little bit of context and separate the incident and the concept that I'm trying to discuss today from each other, because I think that's important to do, to set the stage a little bit. So after the removal from a variety of platforms by Donald Trump earlier this month, in in I guess a direct result of... The incidents that happened at the Capitol. A lot of content creators are concerned about the concept of deplatforming, and I think it's something that we should definitely be wary of moving forward and how we how we deal with things. I can say that for certain, some actions like the ones that were that took place and calls to incite violence and other crimes, for sure, there there should be some kind of action taken. But I just think we need to be measured and very careful about how we proceed forward and. I mean, with that in mind, this is the first time something major like that has really happened to that magnitude. But I feel like whenever something like that happens, you are setting a precedent, and so we just need to be really mindful about how we choose to do things like this because we uh, think about what's radical. So, radical is often a term defined by the majority. And I think about like the the opinions that we see, because all of us peruse like the comments, and so just going through like the Twitter threads, for example, oftentimes I feel like the voice of reason is in the minority, and so. I think that's something to also not get too far away from because right now it may be to our advantage. I think that it, it is – I think there have been proper steps taken to hold individuals accountable for the things they say. But I'm also aware of the fact of the people who make rules, oftentimes it comes back to bite them in the ass. And so that's why I say that we should at least be very
1: – excuse me – very mindful and well thought out about how we, how we proceed especially us being content creators. So we should be concerned? Yeah. I mean, you don't think so? Uh, no, my first question is gonna be concerned how? Well,
0: first, well, I have another question before we answer that one to make it more evident. So what can get you deplatformed? And so that could be defined yeah. motion.
1: Oh, said hate speech, right?
0: Yes, exactly. So, hate speech. Now, who defines hate speech?
1: I guess the terms and policy or the conditions that the whoever you're, whatever platform that you're on, I would say, really defines it.
0: But it's so due to the unclear because that
1: that was the problem. They said that he, him, and I guess whoever you're talking about violated their terms and uh, terms and service or terms and conditioning.
0: But due to those definitions and the subjective nature of hate speech, it's really hard to pin down. And then oftentimes you see like the. Corporations that are on the side of caution. Uh, I can't say that's exactly what happened in this particular instance with Donald Trump, but I can say on other instances with other lesser-known users because he was a really high-profile individual. But it's really hard to say what exactly hate speech is. And then you think about big tech giants and social media companies; they typically lean more liberal. And I just want to get as a uh, as a point of clarification: I don't identify as either a Democrat or a Republican. I vote traditionally as a Democrat, but I have. Views that are both liberal and conservative. Just, just to uh, take that argument out of there. But I've seen things to where, like, there's a video that these two guys did called Abba and Preach." And so Abba was explaining, like, he faced outrage when he was when he gave the notion that women and men shouldn't compete against each other in sports on the subject of like contact sports and things like that. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fallon Fox and Tamika Brentz. Tanika Brentz, Taika Brentz, one of the three. But anyhow, so it was a, it's a transgender MMA fighter and they fought a woman and ended up like fracturing her skull and breaking her bone, giving her a concussion. And so afterwards, she did like a, a post fight interview and she was saying that she had never been dominated physically like that by another woman before. Like there's an obvious strength disparity, but the fact that he said that was causing people outrage. So it was like, if you could say something as common sense as there's a strength disparity between men and women and then potentially cause outrage and be classified as hate speech, what could cause you as as a result of that to lose your platform or lose monetization. Is that not something to be concerned about? There's more examples.
2: Was that, you know, formally classified as hate speech? It could be. But was it? Yeah, was it? This was... It was, a, because it, was, it, just, it was a
0: few years ago it, that particular incident
2: wasn't because i don't think it was at, at its peak yet like we weren't you guys actually, think. if you could think think back to a couple of years ago that was during the uh, like the empowerment movement like the uh, what what was going on during that time it was like a lot of like ra- older rape cases like the bill cosby the uh i mean me I too Ronaldo has the me too like during that mo- during that movement at that time like that was a very sensitive subject and because people are already tender to the subject, an opinion like that, without much, you know, thought being, you know, expended on it, like it it could come off as, you know, a bad opinion or opinion that's going to, you know, ruffle a few feathers, but it's not, I wouldn't classify that as hate speech. Like, I do think we should have a level of concern, but I, I don't think it needs to be a great level of concern. I think, you know, when I when I was in, um, when I was in taking family law, or you know, when I was taking family law, we were there was a portion of the uh, course to where we just went over a contract and like what, understanding what a or is public law. I'm sorry, we were going over what a contract is, and like when we read Google's contract, it says like, should you experience anything to where you would sue Google for damages, you are entitled to the same amount that you pay for the platform. Right. You don't pay nothing for it. So at that point, like they're able to, you know, and what Google what what Google allows you access to, I think is far worse than, you know, what Donald Trump could ever say. But at the same time, like you're using these platforms for free, so you can't necessarily be outraged by what their classification of something may be. Like if he didn't get deplatformed, like say for example, if this dude did didn't get deplatformed. People could still spam his account until it's you know their account is suspended. Like there Correct. is there is ways to get people you know deep quote unquote deep platformed without you know the um, you know the the hierarchy getting involved per se. But you know like I, I think it is showing like a test of times because I I, I was thinking about this before I took out in the shower and I was like the founding fathers who wrote the constitution when you think about freedom of speech and you think about all this they never imagined and could even fathom social media. And they couldn't ever fathom a president sitting in the most powerful office in the world using these platforms to spew lies. Like, let's just get to the point. Like, it'd be different if there was court-backed evidence to say, you know, the election was stolen, you know, Russia didn't interfere, yada, 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 yada. Like, whatever you want to say. Like, it'd be different if there was court-based evidence exonerating Donald Trump then like, then you could understand there would be some validity behind what he's tweeting. But we're, the people who are best known for integrity and who are putting out this information, being, their integrity is being put into question and their integrity is being compromised by somebody who is abusing the power of the most powerful office in all of the free world. So there has to be some checks to say you are not above anybody. And that's why right. I don't necessarily see this a concern because, you know, on a on a very, very micro level, okay, we could say something wrong on the podcast and, you know, YouTube can say we violated their terms of content and restrict this. Exactly, I was going to bring that there's up. More, there's more stuff for us to do. There's more ways for us to create content. Have, that's you It's still know, a detriment. Four, yeah, four <laughs> or five more platforms, though. You say there's more platforms, though? Correct.
0: But you think about that. Like, so... Just like the barrier for entry for it, for for such platform, like give me an example. Like even the ones you- that we have, even the ones that we currently are on, it could be a consequence of I guess advertisement. The particular people who we have uh, have have gotten to, you know, immerse themselves in our content. But by far, YouTube is the most common place. Like you think about our parents, it's much more common for people of their generation to be more familiar with YouTube than they are with Google Podcasts or something like that. Like it's more. YouTube is more of a household name, so if you were to lose direct access to something like YouTube, that would be a bigger detriment to whatever whatever you have going on in our case, the podcast so I say yeah. like what what happens if some if you say something that gets classified as hate speech and we can't monetize the video let's say we are we are a bigger podcast we're at that point we can't monetize
2: it or the video gets' this outright taken down uh I mean, I would agree to disagree on that one, just because one, your you're target audience would be, you know, someone who d- isn't aware of all the platforms. Like, there's plenty of, you know, podcasters our age that don't use YouTube that, you know, push their content through Spotify and Apple Music, and then they provide their snippets on Instagram because, right? I, I'm not sure how, because I don't, I don't, of course, deal with that stuff, but you're able to advertise it if you have more content than, than just your podcast, like if you can provide something of substance, then you already got the foot tracking, the foot traffic. And of course the podcast or whatever may be is just, you know, uh, you know, addition to, you know, your content per se. But like, I get what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not hundred percent disagreeing with you, but what I'm saying is should you, like, it, it can get annoying because say for example, if you do get banned from, you know, YouTube over something that, you don't deem as hate speech but you know the people who make the rules do. And then yeah. you go to Twitter, same thing happens. Like I get the negative precedents that it that it sets, but I also think that, you know, these people that are in charge there's there's, you know, checks and balances as well. Like Donald Trump has been saying this the, the dumbest shit for the past, you know, <laughs> if we want to, you know, go back to uh, Obama's second term, we're coming up on the past decade. Like he's been saying the dumbest shit for the past decade. It took him 11, 10, 11 years of saying the dumbest shit for this ultimatum to finally be given. It took literally rushing the Capitol, not, not calling Mexicans, you know, uh, uh, rapists Rapist. and murderers, not calling Muslims terrorists or whatever. It took him claiming the election was rigged and, you know, inciting a riot for him to get kicked off. Like, that's, that's like, those are like extremes. Like, that's shit we're never going to be able to do. Yeah, he's already said the worst of the worst and has gotten away with it.
0: I get that, but I'm saying, like, with the pressing, these are things that are happening and haven't been done before. And to your point about, like, okay, jumping to other platforms. So, who owns YouTube? Google, right? Google's the world's largest search engine. So, don't you think that if you get deplatformed according to YouTube's terms of service, and so don't you think that they could possibly or more than likely will derank you in their algorithm
1: for their search engine? so doesn't it make it hard people doesn't it make it harder for people to access your content
2: true yeah that's true but like like i said like there should be ways to where okay so if you do get deplatformed and you um you reach out to google and you you know dispute the you know the the terms in which you violated, it like that's why i said there's checks and balances in place like don't get me wrong like i i agree like there, I mean, there is were checks a and balances cause in government. And we saw how that worked out.
0: Say it again? I said there were checks and balances within our government. You see how that worked out?
2: Like Donald God. Trump, uh, he he served out the entirety of his term.
0: Doesn't mean yeah, but he served,
2: he served with a Republican majority. Like they, Mitch McConnell knew, Mitch McConnell is such a, like a hard, like, GOP leader that he would much rather Donald Trump stay in office the entire time rather than give the Democrats the victory of getting impeachment. Like you right. see as well, it literally took him storming, you know, Mitch McConnell's place, you know, figuratively speaking, which was, uh, you know, the, the, the Capitol for him to get a reaction. And even then Mitch McConnell is still in Donald Trump's quarter by delaying the trial. He said he per he, comes on and says, hey, we're de- i I'm requesting that, you know, they delay the vote or whatever, so his his lawyers have enough time to prepare a case. Like he's still he's still a, you know, a a hardcore, you know, Republican at the end of the day. So, you know, same way Obama um, you know, tried to get Merrick Garland on the bench, someone far better than uh what's his name? I can't even remember the dude's name. The first the very first um, judge or justice Trump put on the bench, I don't even think I think he uh, had like very very little experience. But you see how like Gorsuch or Gorsuch? Yeah, yeah, Gorsuch. I, I think it's Gorsuch. I think Gorsuch was the first. Yeah, because I know he, he put a woman on the bench as well that had like little to no experience. And Amy, that's even that. yeah, Amy, like that's even worse. But you saw how Obama's last year, Obama had over a year left in in the office and he wanted Merrick Garland on the bench and McConnell said, Yeah, we're not even gonna listen. But what's his name? Uh McConnell literally opened up the door for, you know, Trump to get a few more. So like the checks and balances exist, but there's also partisanship at the same time that, you know, does get in the way of it.
0: Yeah. I feel like with with what you were saying prior to us getting sidetracked about the government aspect of bipartisanship and checks and balances is I think that you're focusing more on the fact that these things
2: haven't happened yet than the fact that they could
0: when it I comes don't to platforming
2: true like no I don't think I'm more or less focused on well I, I would agree that to, to an extent I would agree partially because it hasn't happened yet but like I'm aware of what could happen, but I don't try to concern myself with what could happen because I see the benefit in what has happened with, you know, the first little taste of the platform. Like people get, you know, kicked off and kicked off Twitter and Facebook, you know, left and right. And like, it's not nothing new, but to see it on, you know, that platform, like, or I'm not one sec of that magnitude, like it's like, okay, you can't get away with everything like it lets you know you you truly can't so that's what i'm saying like i am aware of what could potentially happen like if there was a new terms and conditions to be rolled out and you know whatever whatever but i will also say that at the same time should any of them roll out any of these new terms and conditions there would be you know essentially a court case that could that could follow up and say hey this stuff infringes on free speech like regardless of regardless of if google uh you know youtube facebook and all this stuff is privately owned they are still monetized off public dollars so they do have to comply with the constitution in one way because they benefit from you know public policy or public public monetary funds or or, uh, public money whatever may be like they do benefit in some way shape or form from that so my view on it would be that you can't benefit, you know, publicly from something and then not choose to follow, you know, the public guidelines, the, um, public guidelines per se. I get that.
0: That's a good point too. But I also think that one thing that's, that's particularly prominent or apparent to me is the fact that censorship really doesn't have any, they don't have any regard for context. So even with us, for example, I was thinking about the video that we couldn't get paid ads for, so a few weeks ago, when I, well, last week actually, when I was talking to Josh about the episode we did with Tanner and Rome, we couldn't get that with paid ads because we were talking about drugs on there. But in, if you looked at the actual context of it, we were talking about whether or not it was ethical for people to be promoting their, in their music or not. We weren't advocating for drugs by any means. And so that's one thing that I've also noticed. And then like another uh, incident with ABBA, one of the guys that I had cited earlier, he had a video flagged for hate speech when he was talking about the death of his father. It got flagged as hate speech and they they shadow banned it or took it down.
2: What is the um and this this is more or less out of ignorance, like what is the the channels to go through from that? Like are are you able to dispute it? I mean
0: you definitely could, but have you ever tried to dispute anything like that?
2: Nah, I've never been kicked off nothing. I never had
0: well I have um not been kicked off of things. But I've tried to dispute things. So with the, doing the advertisements on Instagram, so Facebook-owned entity, so doing the paid ads there, doing, setting up a campaign, so I select the post of something that we're talking about, and then I want to promote it. And then so sometimes it, gets, sometimes it gets approved, sometimes it gets rejected. In the instance where it's rejected, I have won some of these, but it's not too frequent. Like they'll say something we said was flagged as um, inappropriate or for whatever reason, like I could pull some of the stuff up and read it off to you now, but the point being is that it was flagged, and it's pretty difficult in order to to win that. And they don't have to give you any kind of reason for it; they could just say no. So was, they don't have that transparency for why exactly things are happening. They'll just say, okay, this is classified as hate speech, or this is classified as inappropriate. It's the same okay. thing as like somebody will post a picture, like a, a woman could post a picture with her in full clothes. And somebody reports it for nudity, and the picture gets taken down. And it's like, what the hell? She has clothes on. This isn't nudity. Why are you why are you flagging me? It's the same thing. Right. So it's like how do you combat can, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. Like I that completely slipped my mind. We
2: actually experienced that. Oh. I wanna wonder, I wonder has anybody sued them yet for that, though, because technically speaking, like people are paying for the service in a way like people are indirectly paying for the service through ads. Like not necessarily saying you have to pay to have the account, but you're paying for these ads to go out or attempting to pay, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like, does that not could that not affect somebody's livelihood, their income, per se? Absolutely. And just so you know, I'm not bullshitting you. Like, right here,
0: these are all rejected attempts. So the last what? <laughs> the last five that we've done have been rejected, or something like that.
1: Is this on? Is this, this on Instagram? Instagram? Okay, yes,
0: right yes, sir. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this stuff, it is pretty, and it does apply to a specific as content creators. Like, like I said, I stated in the preface, forget Donald Trump, I really don't care about him. But it's the idea, the concept that these platforms can do things like that. And so like I differentiate in the beginning on inciting violence and doing things of that nature, but just stuff that's based in subjectivity of you think that this is inappropriate or the things that you think that shouldn't be said or because it offends a certain demographic of people, even though the majority might not be um offended by it or like just the basis of offending people in, in, in general. Like I, I think that's a little bit of a silly notion. But that does happen and we've already seen it.
1: All right. So Brian, you're saying that he shouldn't be
0: no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I don't give a damn about Donald Trump. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: asking about Donald Trump though. What about in that case right there? Do you feel he, he did, should be deplatformed? He, or not? he
0: was inciting violence. So I said that would he would fit he would fit the definition. why I just said yes.
1: Okay, and you agreed, does? Yeah. Okay. Nothing against that. He's doesn't that actually go against what you guys are talking about as far as in the role models episode when it shouldn't be up to the artist of how the people. <laughs>
2: <Nope>. That's <laughs> no, apples and oranges, big dog. I ain't they even going to you try. That's apples and or oranges, big dog. Why is that? <laughs> That's the most. That's the most powerful man in the in the free world. There's people Who that look up.
1: It's people that look up to rappers more than they look up to the president. It's a difference okay, between and we're talking about to seventy-five in a leadership plus position. million people. One at a time, please.
2: You, Quavo, Quavo, Quavo would love to have seventy-five million people listen to his music. This man, Donald Trump, literally had seventy-plus oh, million people come out and vote for him. Okay, we, we said rappers. Quavo was the first rapper to come to my mind, but like <laughs> these rappers would love to have you know, a consistent 75 million plus. Like,
1: We're not talking about the audience, though. We're talking about what the person is saying, though, right? It doesn't matter how many how many people. It, so it matters now because of how many people is in that person's corner? To
2: the next thing, yes. Like, I get what you're trying to say, but it's the most powerful man in all of the free world. Someone who literally has the ability to flip democracy as we know it on its head. Like that's the thing. Like I get what you're trying to imply. That's so who you what I are does matter. Huh? So what you
1: so what you're saying does matter and who who you are does matter. Who
2: who you are does matter Because it seemed like you being, both were
1: trying to say in that in the role models episode that it didn't matter.
2: Nah, I ain't gonna I'm not gonna let you get away with that one, Like you can't take out of context what we say when we're not speaking of something of this magnitude. Like I like to an extent, yes, I was actually. It this, the, this is
1: the funny fucking thing about this, because I was actually about to text you niggas about Donald fucking Trump about him being a role model too before even this episode even came up. So I'm glad we even talked about this. But yes, yeah, about him being a role model, if he's actually a role model and what he says, is basically what we tra- what we talked about with rappers.
0: No, and so what you the same question you asked Desmond about the following. I don't think that you, oh has my any God, you
1: guys are so lucky I didn't I, look at that fuck episode before I came up here. <laughs> I going. don't I don't think that bears
0: any consequence on what the person's following. The difference between the two and I hope this is clear is that the role of president, the highest office in the free world, is a voluntary leadership position. Leadership is inseparable from that. You being a rapper is not a leadership position. It's not It's not a prerequisite, it's not an assumption, it's not in the job description. You're not made a leader just because you're a rapper if you choose to take on the mantle yourself, that's something entirely different. That's what we're saying. So if okay. you want to loop back into the episode, I don't think Trevor Scott gives a damn about being a leader.
1: I don't think Future does. They just do what they do. They're musicians, entertainers. I don't think we can say that. It's possible. I'm agree to disagree. <laughs> it's definitely possible they could be want to be looked at as a leader though. Who are they leading? What are they leading? Leaders of the rap game. I don't fucking know. They go <laughs> it depends on them. <laughs> but it's possible like, though.
2: I get I get what you're saying. I get that Travis Scott, Future, all of these people can literally get a mass and a following and then realize, "Okay, I'm a leader." Being a leader is literally part of like you, you you're a, you're the leader of the free world. You're the leader of the executive branch. You're the leader of the United States Navy. All of these things are fucking A5 wagyu. Being a rapper and being a leader and that is goddamn food lion ribeye. Like one of these things are is available to common people. Food lion. One of these things that is a shit ton of money that only the the best of the best is gonna get. That's that A5 wagyu. If you're familiar with steaks, like. Being being a president of the United States and then comparing the roles of leadership versus being, a, you know, a speaker of your community as a rapper or being literally the president of the free world, not just people that our Americans look at, but North Korea and whether it be in a negative light or not, Russia, the EU, people in Africa, even people that benefit from aid, you know, look at what the president does, look at the Latin American countries. We, what, who are we... Uh, Who's who falls under uh, U.S. sovereignty um, or uh, falls under the U.S. branch? Puerto um, Rico. Puerto,
0: You're saying they're Costa like the, Rica, de, the territories? Costa Rica, Costa
2: Rica. Puerto Rico's a territory, isn't it? It is, but I'm referring to like Costa Rica. Isn't okay. Costa Rica um, they're they like under the, it is because when that that, um, that hurricane hit Puerto Rico, uh, they did send federal employees over to go help. But I'm referring to like Costa Rica and then all these places in Latin America, like everybody's looking at what the president does not everybody's looking at what Travis Scott does not everybody's looking but at if what you're
1: a big does. but if you're a big artist and you have big influence even outside the United States overseas uh like example G and it still has a major presence overseas could that influence still <laughs> could that influence still
0: <laughs> i'm trying they are but they're in a different <laughs> industry it's like entertainment and then government they are they don't mix well like oil and water
1: but you can still have you might have this. You know, of course you're not gonna have the same influence as a Donald Trump, AKA a president or something like that. But they could still have some type of huge influence, though. Am I right or am I wrong?
2: No, it comes with the music. Like it yeah. comes, it comes as part of the industry. Like you're okay, so to it might,
1: do- so it might not be on the magnitude, of course, like creating nukes or anything like that. But I'm saying that the influence is still the same, or not, not the same, but it could be still be a major influence, though. Right?
2: Like if, if you want. This- you can easily look at Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan was somebody that had the influence, and he knew he had the influence, and he played the game. Like he had the, you know, the the stainless record, because even when he did shit, it was swept under the rug. Like I get what you're saying in that aspect. Like that's if you want an example, Michael Jordan is the perfect example. If you want another example, look at Kobe Bryant. You know, when the rape stuff came out back in '03, or sexual assault stuff came out back out in '03. Like look at how that tainted Kobe Bryant, the person. But then you also see the power of his influence that as his you know years progress, people weren't necessarily caught up in that aspect. Like people still looked at him for what Mamba mentality was. They still looked at him as that serial, you know, winner, serial leader, all these things. Like, yes, you can have that that leadership. But that is leadership that is acquired through the course of being able to have something that is tradable. That tradable is people paying their hard-earned dollars for your entertainment, what you can pro- what you can provide for them. We're not trading nothing for Donald Trump. Like
1: some people traded a vote for
2: him. The vote is a vote is priceless. It's worth the most, but it's worth nothing at the same time.
1: Some of us don't spend money. Uh, like
2: I'm trying to You think. do though. If you if you listen to streams, you're paying you're you're paying that that that. No, I, I was money. going I was
1: going I was going back to the basketball aspect. As far if as if you're that. watching
2: TV, you're paying that and that. That basketball player money because these TV deals come from how many viewers are watching this product. NBA can oh, pay, the NBA can literally pay, or the TV deal with the NBA can literally be as lucrative as it is is because so many people are watching this product. Kind of goes into like the WNBA's wages versus the NBA wages. Like NBA players are be are able to pay this, be able to be are able to be afforded this much because of the amount of people that tune in. And of course, if people are tuning in and saying, you know, you want to watch this, like it, case in point is the um, when Donald Trump said we're boycotting the NFL and all his all his supporters like, yeah, we're no longer watching NFL. If they want to kneel. They can kneel. But I'm not going to watch it no more. Like stuff like that is done because Donald Trump understands that viewers equates to dollars. Like he understands that his leadership is that much to where I'm not going to give you guys the chance to. Not entertain, but influence anyone. So I'm going to say, people don't watch this. I'm going to say, hey, don't watch this. Like, we're going to make this deal the worst deal possible. Whatever TV deal the NFL has, we're going to make it the worst deal possible because we're going to cut, try and cut the viewership in half to where that deal is no longer worth the money that they're paying the NFL.
1: Okay. I believe you guys are picking and choosing, but all right. I don't see it that way as far as if, just because he has a bigger influence um, I, no it's because of the position yeah position i, I still feel like there's a whole bunch of people not even, a lot of people in the united states a lot of kids in the united states look up to um rappers and entertainers when they look up to the president though that's how i feel and i'm, I'm just yeah, speaking right i'm that. just strictly speaking about kids in the united states of course Correct. this could Correct. be something completely different outside the United States and different countries and everything. But I'm just talking about people in the United States and I'm talking about their influence might not be on the same magnitude, but they still have the same influence. But since Donald Trump was saying something that I guess was inciting violence or would someone would say it was inciting violence, he just can't do it. Oh, okay.
0: It was a subversion against democracy where, where you're alluding to with the kids listening to music. You're just indoctrinating children with certain ideas. that aren't necessarily materializing to the same things because like you can listen to like we all listen to music that had violence in it and sex and drugs and stuff growing up when we're young and underage but how many of us actually went out and perpetrated those things
1: i think that's up to the person that's up to the individual it is but as a so if a a group of dumbass people are listening to another dumbass person they're going to more than likely follow that dumbass person but if something, some like the three of us are listening to lyrics, we're not gonna necessarily go out and shoot somebody because we know like what, what's 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 the point? We're smarter than that. What? So so please. I I just I just feel that it's I just feel that the whole if we're just speaking about the whole um, I guess deplatforming in general. I think it's really just an attack on free speech, no matter how stupid or bad someone sounds, and it shouldn't be up to the platform to ban what the person is saying. Like if the if the people were smart enough, they wouldn't give attention to that person saying it. Yes. And, and I feel that's the best way to change a person's behavior just to ignore them, uh, ignore them completely, especially if we're talking about a social media platform, because most of that is attention anyway. Um, and the platforms might as well shut down if they're worried about like lies or bad influences, because we are our biggest influence. The person is smart, but when everyone gets together, they become negatively influenced and become fucking idiots. So if you have to regulate what people say on social media, you might not, you might as well not even have it at all.
0: I think there's a minimum necessity. Like the same thing with free, with regular free speech, like verbal speech, there's limitations. It's not entirely free. And so that's what I was basing my answer off of earlier where I said about violence and inciting particular crimes. Like if you're directly calling for that, yeah, I feel like that's something to where there should be some form of intervention. But just saying something, there's an opinion that you disagree with. Should be
1: some form of impeachment. That's what it should be if the president is doing that. But that's, that's something else okay so
0: what do you so i kind of want to get into the topic of um like protection against this so just on the subject of demonetizing and and deplatforming. so when joe rogan fell under fire uh, last year so people were upset because he was having certain conservative people on his podcast which you're not supposed to talk to people from that have different uh, opinions from yourself or when he had conspiracy theorists on and people were calling for Spotify to terminate the the deal, their partnership with him. And ultimately, I know you guys are going to say, well, did it happen? No, but the fact that it is within the realm of possibility, I think Joe Bergen is big enough to wear the fact it wouldn't affect him. But I think somebody like any other, any other smaller podcast might have been, have been able to survive stuff like that. So what are your thoughts on protecting yourself as a content creator against things to where you could potentially lose your platform and your livelihood or your audience as a consequence of saying something that may not be the most popular opinion or might just go against the community guidelines. Even if it may be factually based. So how do you feel about that? How do you protect against it? Oh, how do we protect against it? I mean, because what what Desmond was saying earlier is just go to a different platform, go to a different platform. Well, I just explained about the algorithm and really one alternate one is I'm, I'm a really big advocate for creating your own. So like from the ground up is it's like, okay, so for what us that would look like having a breakdown website and backing up all the videos. Cause like if we lose one of our videos, it's nowhere else. Like we don't have it. Because I think, Josh, how do you how do you store those? Because I have local copies, but every now and then like I delete them in bashes. But after you post the video, you don't keep it, do you?
1: No. It's too much uh store too much stuff on my computer. Exactly.
0: So if one of our episodes was to get deleted, that's just content lost. And so one, one method to protect against that is creating our own website to where we could have, like, strictly just our content, like our website, you,
1: our own. You're, you're referring to if somebody comes and blocks, I mean, well, deletes our video, right? Yes, like, if YouTube decides to like start deleting. So, do they do well, that, though, or do they just block it? Because what I've seen only, they never delete the video. They just block it and don't have anybody view it. I
0: don't know. I've never had a video deleted like that. Well, anyhow, it's not public-facing. Whether it's deleted or blocked,
1: the content is not accessible to the audience. Gotcha. Because it, but because if it's blocked though, you can re-edit it and go and upload it again. That's why I was making. That I get point.
0: that. Because with your movie reviews, that's something that comes up often. It's like, okay, well, due to the music or the copyright here, then you have to do X, Y, and Z. You upload it, we get another email, rinse yeah. and repeat. But it's just like you can take. I really feel like so that's that's one of the things I'm gonna be working on soon is shifting over to our own personal website to where we have that. Like we still upload to YouTube and stuff, but I feel like that's a necessity. And like a lot of other content creators, especially ones like, uh, like Dr. Boyce Watkins, he was, he was a big advocate for this new website it's called blackenough.com. And so it's like their own media platform. So other people in the content creation space, they're starting to notice the trends within platforming and suppression, and they're starting to move away from that. But then again, you hit the same wall of the algorithm. So like if you are blocked on one and it happens to go against the guidelines of YouTube, well, the odds are it's the same guidelines for Google. So, it makes it more difficult for you to get people to your audience or, excuse me, get your audience to your platform or your content. So, what do you propose?
2: What are your thoughts on that? I don't know, man. It sounds like we, it sounds like we just a small fish in the ocean. Yeah. That's literally what it boils down to. Like, yeah, you know, I was bringing up the, uh, you know, the go to another platform argument. And, you know, you, you rightfully, you know, had your, Rebuttal for it, but I, I did feel even at the same time like we're we're small fish in the in the you know the in the ocean, like which makes us more susceptible to things like that.
0: Yeah, and not I don't enough. plan on being a small fish for long. Like this, that's that's not the goal. The goal is to continue to grow.
2: Compliance versus fear-based decisions. <laughs> How so? Either we, either we, you know, try and produce, uh, you know, content just, just organic that, you know, just flows as it should, and we're not, you know, cursing, or we, you know, force, to force ourselves to try and, you know, make content that is. Socially in compliance, acceptable. socially acceptable, even though it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I
0: don't think I'd be willing to compromise with that. And just just with your example about the fear-based decision versus the compliance, let's say like, so Josh said, nigga, like a few minutes ago, I think. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty certain. So let's say this video gets um, how many many billion of views do I want? Three billion views, which we can monetize that at that point. Let's say that. But then just the fact that Josh said it once, and I just said it when I was repeating him, that we can't get monetized off the video. That's hugely
2: problematic. Edit it out, bro. You know what some people mm-hmm. do though? Like I've seen it a lot, like as I mean, exactly. Or make funny sounds. And yeah. as childish as that is, like, now that you're explaining the algorithm, like now I understand why. Like that's like that would be just straight up compliance. Like that technically I'm in compliance. Like I didn't change how I how I approach my podcast, or how I approach my content. I made the necessary adjustments in my video editing phase to where it's still the same content, but I'm competing with the algorithm now at the same time, like addressing what needs to be addressed to where it's not flagged. How many times are you going to jump their hoops? I mean, I mean, this is some people's livelihood.
0: It doesn't stop there. Cause like you think about certain things, like I've, I'm pretty much on YouTube just about every day. And I listen to it. I have it on the background. I'm at work and stuff like that. I notice things with other content creators. And so, for example, you can't have the word weapon in your videos. Like, you can't say it if, you, if you're getting monetized or you, like if you have it in the title. Like somebody, I saw a video for like top 10 wrestling weapons or something like that. Because like, I was on like a wrestling channel. And they had to spell weapon with an asterisk um, for the E. Because you can't have that word, and so like I feel like that's that's fairly ridiculous. Like you're able to, you have to censor yourself when you're saying stuff like that. And that's what I was saying earlier about robbing the context. Because it wasn't advocating going and getting weapons and doing violent acts. It was just a a matter of fact. Like this is wrestling is a scripted form of entertainment, and you can't factually account something that occurs as part of it. I
2: don't know, man. Maybe they do stuff like that because of how sick people are. Like they understand that a lot of children and minors are on their platform, and you know the ability to just access the content by typing in a you know a keyword, they try and minimize it in that aspect. Like I think it's I think it's more or less like a as we as you know much intended it's like a preventative measure, but it's like a broad preventative measure that really like you said doesn't have any content context on, you know what's being spoke on. Cause that is, I mean, it's pretty interesting, but at the same time, like I could also see like, okay, if uh, if you're talking about a AK, if we're talking about a quote <laughs> on a quote, unquote, a laser. Uh, if we're talking about something you utilize to for harm and a child goes in and it enters in this phrase that you would utilize for harm, and they now know how to operate a RPG or a, a Robert Paul George or a or Adam <laughs> Kalishnikov. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, how do you say it? I'm uh, not it, certain. It's not Ochenta. Ochenta is eight. Uh, what are you trying to say? Oh. The, oh, I was going to say 47. 47. Oh, 47? Oh, <laughs> 47. you said, yeah. So I was on the right path siete, uh, siete. Like, I mean, they now know how to do this stuff, so I, I could understand like why it's so broad without context. But at the same time, like for people that are able to have a you know good life based off of content, you know, creation, like I do, I, I mean, you rightfully so, you are supposed to, I guess, be at this point because. You know, for us, I don't think of much of it because you know this isn't my main gig. Like I, I have different avenues of creating, you know, money outside of job outside of my job. So I don't necessarily think of it that aspect. Like if you'd been like, hey man, the SEC is thinking about you know banning all retail traders, I'd have been like, oh my god, I would. And look, exactly. I, would have been, I would have been concerned. But you know, now, now I can understand where you're coming from. Like this, this con, this dialogue and the and the you know topic itself, deserves a lot more. Uh, you know there's a lot there's deserves a lot more thought because there is a you know great percentage of youtubers that have you know amassed the following to where they can you know monetize their views so yeah you're right on that
0: and that's what i was hoping to get out of it because it's easy to see something as silly as okay they block somebody off of there and just just shrug your shoulders but you have to think about the greater implications in how it could potentially come back around full circle in a way that is unfavorable to you because almost always it does True.
1: Yeah, I would oh, yeah. I would I would say compromise at the best you can, uh, or the as much as you want, because or other than that, probably find new ways to actually um, advertise your stuff. Um, just find other ways to actually do it that doesn't involve the um, YouTube ag- algorithms or anything like oh Google anything like that. So just try to uh, advertise it somewhere else uh, and try to compromise as much as possible. Uh, but, yeah, you don't want to, like, keep doing that and, like, sacrifice what you're doing, like, any of your artwork, anything like that. But, yeah, it's, I would try to sacrifice it. I'm not – I would compromise as much as possible, yeah.
0: It's funny you mentioned artwork because that's really heavy in the art community too. Really? Yeah, like on Instagram.
1: Like they block art, artwork because it's, like – Interesting,
0: <laughs> like you' gonna have a nipple showing in your artwork <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> they gotta yeah, take yeah. like
0: the they gotta take like the little um the smudge tool to cover it up or stuff like that uh yeah, like art is really heavily censored, not saying like within the art community, I also find it problematic that they feel like they have to have everyone has to be naked in order for it to be art, which that's not the case. I feel like you can have like it could be artwork with the person without clothes, with or without the person with clothes so for just making people nude for the sake of them being nude is ridiculous to me but that's neither here nor there but within the art community that is a problem that they do face
1: yeah yeah i'd I say compromise though but i it, it just kind of reminds me of the last movie review i put up which was man is still and i was almost not gonna post it this week or last week anyway because um there was copyright issues i was like yeah i just want to go to bed because sometimes i i end up in these situations when i'm like i'm trying to go i'm fucking tired now i gotta go back and edit more of this video, which I thought I finished. Uh, so I was like, I was thinking about just not even posting it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna compromise and actually do this. And I actually ended up posting it. I actually ended up going through and everything and I actually got um, good reviews from that video. So yeah, I think it's definitely better to compromise, but as much as you want though. Not not too much to the point where you're sacrificing, but definitely to compromise though. I actually questions. On my questions. said again? You were telling who? No, I was, saying, I was telling my... um. I was telling one of my family members about this because he was asking me for advice, but I was telling him something like that. It was relationship advice, but yeah.
0: Now, what did you compromise? Like, you said with your movie review, were you compromising the content itself? What you said, what you actually verbalized in the video, the images, or was it because of, like, you had too much of the video? Because I don't feel yeah, like that's... Yeah, it was, it I was too much I of the video.
1: I see you don't what think you're saying, but
0: I don't think... No, you definitely, you, you were fitting the guidelines, but I don't think... That's the same in the sense of what we are thinking, or well, at least I'm thinking, because that means changing your content. So let's say if you had said something in the video that was against the guidelines, so you had to take out your words. I feel like that would be more of a direct infringement on what we're talking about, oh, okay, as opposed exactly. to saying you have 13 seconds of this video. Like, of course, I guess to a lesser degree, you do have to adjust. Like, that's definitely a compromise and fitting within the guidelines, but it's it's not as I don't feel like it's a, a, a it's a big of an infringement on your. Rights of the creator, even though you are on their platform.
1: Okay, yeah, I got you. I agree with that. Yeah, but I've I've never had to actually take
2: some out what I said though. Not uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like this 20th century is going to have a lot of uh, cancel cases. Not nah, cases that that revolve uh, around free speech. I feel like we were experiencing cancel culture throughout the. 2010s anyway, but I feel like this decade is probably going to be full of cases before the litigation court. Yeah. And I feel like companies are so scared now that they're,
0: they're, they're taking action as opposed to when the government traditionally would. So like when it comes to a lot of things, um, with, with for example, the people who were out there at the Capitol, for example, some, some of the people before they were arrested, their jobs had already fired them. So instead of them being arrested on the spot, as they should have been, the, co- the corporations were forced to take action.
1: And they so, just take off that day. How did that work? You could just look at the PTO for every company. You're right, Josh. Because <laughs> it was a Wednesday, and I remember thinking, like, damn, it was all awful work. Like, how did that work? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I see going up there on a Saturday, but damn, on a Wednesday, though, that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, like hmm. those are some zealous folks. But just just the fact that they did that.
1: And did, did you guys hear about Rudy Giuliani? or him being sued.
0: What? I did but I didn't know for what. He was I being just heard sued about by their
1: voting by the voting machine company because he just kept talking about um how they was changing votes at the last minute and everything like that. So they're suing him for one point three billion dollars. So yeah. Sounds I mean, about right.
2: Sounds fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> sounds fair enough. I mean what they'll probably do is look at, you know, what their revenue gain gain is and you know how much they stand to lose based off of, you know, him if he keeps up the speech.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, I, I definitely agree with you talking about there's going to be a lot of litigation talking about, uh, regarding free speech stuff. Yeah. Because so, he was just, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like the 2000 and 2010s, like 10 to 20, like the lines were so blurred with what's free speech that, I mean, not a lot of people are going to continue to sit on the sidelines and, you know, take these hits. Like at some point, somebody is going to exercise you, their right. Do you guys
1: think the Constitution will ever be um updated amended. at all? Yeah, amended or updated?
2: No, nah, it's never updated. Or I'm sorry, I'm not gonna say it. it's it's updated all the time with new precedent, but I don't think that there's gonna be a new amendment, something of that magnitude.
1: Or change because they what free speech really mean, means or anything like that?
2: Yeah, like the the vagueness of the constitution is done on purpose, like all that stuff is done on purpose because they understood that there's going to be a need in the future for you to be able to expand on what this amendment or what, you know, your bill of rights are like that stuff is, that stuff is done like that with intent.
0: I think what you were saying about the 2010s and I guess, particularly now being unprecedented in the sense of the litigation and lawsuits that we're going to see surrounding free speech. And I think about how that applied to Obama, who is, to my recollection, he's the first. He was the first socially active,
2: or social media active president. So the way that he socially together. because he he was going to like um he was speaking at places and stuff. Like he was all he wasn't just on social media. Like he was actually going to um like gatherings and speaking. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll
0: take that. But that's that's outside of the scope of what I was my point that I was making. But you're you're right. I guess if I'll fact check you later. <laughs> but um. He was the first president who actually used social media to a regular capacity, but he didn't use it in the same way that Donald Trump did. Like he was making major, major statements, whereas Obama may have used and comment on particular things, but it wasn't like he was driving policy or calling for specific action, to my recollection. It wasn't Twitter was n- was not a, as a big of a part of the Obama administration as it was for Donald Trump. Like, nah,
2: no, I not, if, I think if you remember, like um on the when Obama was president, he even used to release really release like yearly playlists or summertime playlists. Like he used yeah. social media for the funness that it was. But not for not the actual job. A- exactly. Like he used it as we used it back in like the early two thousand tens. Damn, we feel feel old as hell saying that. <laughs> we're in the we're officially in the roaring twenties though. Josh, we can't oh. hear you.
1: I say roaring twenties, that's funny. Uh but anything <laughs> else you guys wanna add?
2: <laughs> We're about to see a whole bunch of influences, American influencers moving to Dubai. <laughs> why do you say that? Oh, why do you say that? Because bro, I mean, Dubai is like think about how much is going on in Dubai. Like they UFC just I'm not gonna say they packed up and literally moved to Dubai during COVID, but like a lot of I know a lot of the people that I follow as far as like in the, uh, you know, cryptocurrency and, um, you know, forex game, like they either live in Dubai or they live in um, LA. But like, just from what I see on their stories, like Dubai is a beautiful place.
0: Yeah, but they also don't have,
2: it's an entirely
0: different country. And I don't know about the specific, their rights. And their are governing body or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure the constitutions we have it doesn't apply the same over there. Like they don't have it's it's much different. So is that really trade they're willing to make? I'll make
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we'll be doing this podcast in like four or five years, and you'll not all you'll see in the background is just thirty thousand feet up in or not thirty thousand, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but like ten thousand feet up in the air and all you see is a blue sky behind me and then below me you just see the desert.
1: I just think it was gonna be an empire state building. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nah, you'll, you'll, you'll be, be you'll be Khalifa. You'll be ten thousand feet high. And then when Josh asks the question, you're gonna have to filter your response and have a three minute lag on before you answer before there's certain things you, can, you can't can <laughs> <sign>. say. <laughs> kind of like uh the guy from the WHO. Did you guys see that video? mm I didn't it it was One of the uh, senior directors or senior executives from the World Health Organization, he was asked about Taiwan. And so the World Health Organization is heavily backed and influenced by China. And so China doesn't recognize Taiwan's sovereignty as as their own independent nation, because I think they gained their independence in like 1949. And so they asked about why, but they asked about the exclusion of Taiwan in the World Health Organization. And the director, he feigned ignorance for like 10 seconds. He didn't say anything. And then the woman asked him the question again. And then he said, I couldn't hear you. And uh, th- that happened again. Then he was like, um, that's okay. Because she was going to repeat herself. She said, that's okay. Uh, we can go to the next question. So she asked him again. And then he hung up. And then they called back. And he refused to answer <laughs> that question. He just said, if I, was to get, if, if I was to get the global pandemic, if I was to get afflicted with the, the sickness, then I would want to be treated in China. So he was essentially being a puppet. He wasn't speaking factually. Probably that could have been a direct contradiction of his own opinion too. But it's an entire, uh,
2: entire video about that. I think that actually I'm gonna share it with you guys after this. I'm gonna say that because WHO, that's like a uh, the the gov the states make up those like the the money that the states give, they make up that that body. So it's not like people are gonna go there and just speak within their own interest. They're always gonna speak within state interests
0: just join the world health organization again
2: yeah well that was part of the reason why we left because i think the u.s which is probably why china is now the main contributor because the u.s was the main contributor before trump uh left which makes sense i'm
0: curious when that when the director the current one of the world Health organization wants to point it Okay, we don't have to keep this running. But yeah, I'm going to send that link off, to y'all. <laughs> All
2: right.
1: But is that anything else you guys want to add, though? you have anything else? I have lots of stuff, but
2: not enough time. Okay. You got an album of the week? No, no, nah, nah, I've been... I actually started a new book. I think I y'all probably saw it on my story, but I'm reading uh, The Souls of Black Folk by uh, W.E.B. Dubois been trying to knock down, you know, two books, uh, two books a month. So I'm trying to get 24 throughout the course of 2021, but if I get more then y'all will see everything I read just finished. Uh, I gave it to my mom actually, cause we've been sharing books, but I actually finished, uh, between the world and me man, that was a, that was a book that when I do get it back, I'm gonna read it again. Cause it's, it's one shout out to Larry for referencing it and, you know, making me want to pick it up and actually read it for once rather than skimming through it.
1: Nice. All right, be sure to check it out. If you guys like the discussion, don't forget to hit the like button. We're going to see you guys next week. Peace.